Oh, welcome in, everybody. It's another episode of the DNVR Rapids Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Carroll, a.k.a. Mitchell, a.k.a. Might get a little spicy in here. A little spicy boy takes Mitch today. Mitch is coming in hot today, everybody. Mitch is coming in it's hot. It's going to be spicy boy takes, and I'm excited for it. We got, <laughs> of course, the fellas, Cowboy Super Yaya. Burr, 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 burr. Nice. That's <laughs> Yaya is not coming in super hot Yaya, today. Yaya, anti-Mertual today. <laughs> not anti-Mertual at all, trust me. I, I just meant energy-wise. Yeah, I am the opposite <laughs> of energy today. <laughs> And the happy medium, our guy, downtown Dwayne Brown. It's opening day. It's MLS opening day. The season is back. We get to watch soccer. Not preseason, not reading Twitter about what happened in preseason, but actual real live MLS action. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, it's game week, baby. It's one of the best days of the year. We're done with preseason. Preseason's behind us. See you later, preseason. See you never. It's the messy show now. Oh, God, it really is. <laughs> That's a bummer. I have good news. They're not winning it. Oh, oh I, yeah, for sure. I think, again, I said this yesterday on the pod. Yeah, yeah. I t- they're going to, the, they're going to, they're going to, the Rapids are going to win the MLS Cup in Miami against Messi. God, that would be awesome, man. Colorado teams win in Florida. That's what we're doing. It's either going to be Messi or Orlando. Like, there's no in between. Man, you get me so excited sometimes. That's awesome. Just to tear <laughs> me back down like we'll get to in the yeah, second we will. here. Um, lots to talk about. I guess first returns yesterday. How'd you like that show yesterday, Dwayne? That show was great. I watched it from about 10 feet that way. You liked it? Of course I liked it. Those two. Having, I, I thought Cole and Sam were awesome guests to have on. Um you know, we've obviously never had Sam on the show before. We've had Cole before, um, but it was fun because you can tell the camaraderie mm-hmm. and friendship those guys have. Because Cole is normally a very short answer, like you know, kind of especially talking about soccer and rapids. He's a business-minded guy. Like, yeah, he's quiet. He, he he's Soft-spoken. quiet, but he answers questions fairly, like concisely. Um, it he takes the responsibility of being, you know, Cole Bassett on his <laughs> shoulders and answers those questions. Uh, and with Sam one, like it was fun to kind of see the, him open up and like, just see those guys just kind of be dudes. Um, it just was a great show. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. You have fun. Yeah. had a lot of fun, man. I, I thought Cole and, um, vines were a great energy together. You can really tell the chemistry is great between them. How uh, Dwayne was saying, Cole and him were just kind of giggling back and forth anytime we had something, and they didn't know how to answer, and I really appreciate that. They're on the wall now, too. They are on the wall. We have kidnapped them. They are not going to be on the game. They are on our wall. Yes, forever. Correct. Uh, We got a lot to talk about. We're going to get into some of the uh, our Western Conference predictions, which is what got spicy pregame here. Uh, We're going to talk the Portland game because there's an actual... Game to talk about. Yep. A real-life MLS Rapids game to talk about. It's been 84 years. But first, we're going to talk about the kit. Let's talk we about have, the kit. We have a designer and a designer. Let's talk about it. And a ball it. knower sitting here want to talk want to talk kits. Let's talk it's, the kit. I mean, man. I wore it today because I enjoy it. Yeah. I thought it was a good kid, so I, it fits with the brown, so I won't all... I just... I thought I would wear the kid today. No, that's a good-looking... It's a good-looking kit. I still haven't put mine on yet. Either have I. Well, you're wearing it. Today's so the have. first day. <laughs> Either have I. I am not okay mentally, guys, if you have not noticed. I am not okay at all. Uh, it looks good. No, it looks really good. Dwayne, we're gonna... It does look good. Real quick, before we get going, who did yeah. you each get on your guys' kit? Okay. I think that's, Keep going. that's what we have to talk about real quick first. Dwayne, who did you get in the back of your kit? Well, my, I'm, I'm not going to turn mine around because we have it on display behind us. Uh, I have Connor Ronan on mine. Okay. That's who, uh, I, that's who I put on mine. You got the Ginger Ninja. I got Omir Fernandez on mine. I told you I was going to rep my guy all year long. That's right. I'm riding hard for uh, Paws 
for Omir this year, and I, that's going to be the guy I think that's going to yeah. really win the draft for me. Okay, there were questions after the R guys draft. People were saying, well, I can't believe Mitch didn't pick Keegan. I had the chance there, third round. That's true. And he said, why, why I didn't scooped they, him up. Why didn't he pick Keegan? What's going on there? That's his guy. And you're right. That is my guy. Right there. Bang. Club captain. The guy, Mr. Rapid himself. How could I not? How much money do you think we would have to kick Keegan to change his name to Keegan, Mr. Rapid, Rosenberry? Like officially Probably not very it. much. Now that he's captain, I think he kind of has to. Is that the rule? Yeah. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> Pretty sure the... I don't know. I have to check what the... I have to check the new MLS Social bylaws. Security office or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> However you change your name. Uh, yeah, I mean, the kid is rad. It really is. My favorite part, before Dwayne really tells you why they're nice, <laughs> I love this right here. I love the hard burgundy, or no, hard blue on, mm -hmm. the, um, on the waistline, on the sleeve line. Just pops. The cuff, you know, it kind of frames heavy, it If you bit. will. Um, that's definitely my favorite part. I don't love the motion on the checkerboard, but it would have looked weird without the, ch the motion, I think, if it was just checkerboard. Yep. You know what I mean? Kind of gives the flag thing a different vibe, so... Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's a, a solid eight out of ten, and we're going. Dwayne is going to tell you why it's it's either better or worse than that, because he knows what he's talking about. Wow, that's quite a compliment. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I do some design <laughs> some, from time to time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, we wanted to, as we do um, every year, uh, the kit launch is a special time. Uh, this is such a weird year for a kit launch because you had the, you had the big leak through EA FC mm -hmm, 24, mm -hmm. um, which was a huge bummer. Yeah. I mean, we don't need to get into it, but it's, you know, all of these clubs, their creative teams put so much time into the launch materials and all the teasers and the ends and everything. And then just to have a video game, wreck it for 19 uh, clubs over half the clubs in the league was was kind of a bummer um you know and then there's yesterday's drama with uh the report coming out from uh, nine news with uh uc health and and some of those issues and it's just i don't know what it is with the kit launch this year but it just there's so many challenges to uh just every time the excitement gets up, there's something else challenging this thing. Um, but outside of, of leaks and, um, you know, not great PR for a kit sponsor, doing some things personally uh, that I think are pretty evil and crappy, um, you know, getting uh, into the actual design of the kit itself. It's hard to design a home kit. Because the away kit, like, you can really kind of have fun and be a little wacky with. But the home kit, like, it needs to be your club colors. It can't get too crazy because, again, this is your primary look. Um, so we know every year the home when it's home kit year, it's going to be something that's burgundy um, or, or something within those three main colors, but almost always burgundy. Um, this year, there are a couple things that were really cool that they did. One, they brought back, as Mitch was saying, they brought blue back into the burgundy kit, which I really like having both of the, you know, main colors to the club right there on the shirt. I think it's a great look. Um, I think it's great to bring in the burgundy and blue. It's part of our, you know, C38 songs. It's, it's what we think of when we look at the crest. Uh, and when we think of the club, we think burgundy and blue. So it's nice to have both colors back on um, and the blue standing out in noticeable ways. Like Mitch said on that cuff, um, you also see around the neckline, there's this weird thing up top uh, with this um, Adidas template. Um, and it, on the back, you see with the picture. Thanks. Awesome producer, Alyssa, for bringing that up. You'll yeah. see kind of on the inside of the arms there, the blue kind of continues and I comes like down. That. You'll, I like it because, again, it brings blue back into it. It also creates some verticals, which is representative of a little bit of speed. Um, so I think it's a nice break. And it also kind of 
Again, it kind of frames the nameplate and the number on the back, um, which are all in Can blue. I? So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, jump in. I just did. You have you? I mean, you've seen the DC United kit, right? Yep. And it has where the so like the the blue goes just from like what the name down to the number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't go anywhere else. I like how the DC one is like full bright red, up the sides, around the sleeves, around here. Just these two random half lines that don't go anywhere on the back of this don't really make a ton of sense to me. Not for you. They just kind of seem like, oh, let's throw some blue on the back. It just feels incomplete. I don't know. Does that make sense? I get what you're saying, but I think it also gives it a classic look of the old school England kits that they used to have that kind of cut off. Kind of box Nike ones and the Adidas ones. It also just gives a little bit, how you said, a box to that back. It divides the pattern from the front from the back which i really that's, do like that that's the thing. other challenge a lot of this is function you know over mm-hmm. form on these templates it's hard to match up the uh when you have a complex uh pattern like this and you're going in between the pieces of the jersey so you're going from the torso to the chest it's hard to match up those uh those squares and, and you'll notice that they're not going to match up on any jersey because they're typically built towards the size. This is getting into crap you probably don't even care about. Typically, <laughs> we'll build towards the size medium. So that means when you make a large or an extra large, those uh, checkers are not going to line up in the way that you've built them for that. So that blue um, separates. It gives a little breathing space between where checkers would not line up um, and then getting into that flat, no checkered back. Um, So that's part of the reason it's on there. Moving into the main design is the checkerboard pattern. This whole thing from the club is based on, and, and we've all, you know, you've heard it by now. It's based on this idea of the flag. The checkered flag at Dick's Sporting Goods Park is a flag that's been around um, forever. It's one of the most recognizable flags you'll see uh, from C-38. Um, we remember, um, you know, to the Thanksgiving game when the entire stadium was packed and, and just flying checkered flags. Um, it's it's this kind of look that um, we've we've grown accustomed to and used to with the club. So to be able to take something that was fan created um, through C38 and, and flying there in the stands through the hands of the people that truly um, bleed burgundy uh, through C38 and through supporters, um, and put that as part of the kit, I think is a really nice nod um, to our supporters. Um, one last thing about this checkered pattern is that I love that they didn't get lazy and just lay out a checkered pattern. Um, the fact that they put curves um, and some diagonals in it to kind of represent the flag flying back and forth in the wind um, does two things. One, it makes it more look look more like a flag and, um, you know, in motion. But two... When these kits are on a body, like we saw that with the uh, Holiday Mm -hmm. um, from the Nuggets when he was wearing it, just when he was walking, you could see the motion of those curves in this print moving. Like when you see the guys running up and down the field, they're already moving and now they've got visual movement that's built right into it. This is going to look fast. It's going to have a very fast look to it, which is pretty cool. I like that. Um, so I think that's I a like neat looking fast. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, we're fast anyway. We got fast guys on the club. We got a fast jersey now um, with all of this movement. Me, not so fast, but wearing so, the kit looking fast will be a boost. Man, to my ego. Mitch in this kit <laughs> looks so fast. You don't even know. I saw him walking down. I thought I saw him walking down. I saw something just blur by yeah, that was just me upstairs walking. in the yeah, hallway. Yeah, yeah. And then he stopped and I was like, oh, it's Mitch. And he's yeah. wearing the new kit. Yeah. That's how fast he looked. You know what's funny? When I see the check, (laughs) when I see the checkered, are you talking about the motion? To Mm -hmm. me, it didn't look like motion at first. It looked more like a vortex because it all kind of it all hits a little bit on the right side at the bottom. Yeah, that's where it culminates with all that movement, and it looked like a vortex a little bit. (laughs) I thought it was gonna be like zooming in. Now that you see the the wind kind of moving pattern, I see it more. But my first reaction is like, oh, it looks like a vortex at the bottom. Yeah, when it's flat, like when you look at it in the store, the flat image, it's very like kind of trippy, optical illusion, you know, kind of look to it, which is kind of fun too. 
Um, <laughs> Somebody yeah. said it would look rapid on the field. It would look <laughs> very rapid. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what I just like I just like a good pun like that. Good job. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well played. So uh, moving from this cool pattern on the front to the back, um, a quick little point if you haven't seen it yet. Um, is on the back of the collar. Um, they did a nice little touch to Colorado, planted the flag right there um, on the back of the collar. Super readable. Above everybody's name is, neck is, that? is our... Uh, I think it's Sammy. I think it's Sammy Neck? I, I think it's a cold Neck. Oh, I thought Sammy was the main... I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. There's my artist. There's my interpretation. Whose neck is it? Whose neck is that? <laughs> Sound off in the chat. <laughs> I'm going Cole Bassett neck. I'm going back soon. <laughs> Wow. Because of the chain. Yeah, that's good. Now we have to like research who's wearing a chain. Um, a yeah, Johnny <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> We've got a little nod uh, to Colorado there with the flag um, there. And then um, if you go one more, let's, uh, there's a little locker tag. The, the Rapids like to put little locker tags. Um, locker tags are that little tag that are on that bottom uh, of the jersey historically those were uh kind of nameplates where you put your name so that when you hang your jersey or your uniform in your locker you knew it was yours because uh pro sports didn't you know swim in money back then and so you used the same jersey and you washed it and uh you know had your name on it so uh that that's a locker tag but they uh had the 96 on there with that kind of alt logo um, diamond shape that we've seen over the past couple of years. Um, so that's kind of the design. Uh, if you do not get the authentic Jersey, um, so Mitch, this may apply to you. Why? If you get the replica, it does not have that blue part, uh, on the back that you don't care for. Oh, so uh, if you don't like that, save some money and get the replica <laughs> and then you don't have to deal with it. Um, that's really like the only huge change visually between, uh, the replica and the on field. Um, before we get into kind of the story and the message behind it, the last thing that I think is very cool about this Jersey is when you put it together with the whole kit. Yeah. This is the first time, uh, in the history of the club that the players on the field are true burgundy boys. Um, oh, so this dope, is the dude. first time in club history that the shirt, the shorts, and the socks will all be burgundy. Um, some people love that. Some people don't. They like that kind of mixing of the blue and burgundy or white and burgundy or gray it's and burgundy. It's the contrast, right? People like a little contrast. Yeah, for kids. sure. Um, you know, For me, I love it because it's just that massive burgundy statement. We're the only club in MLS with burgundy. I think that's a cool thing to have a very unique color scheme like we have. Yeah. And so I look forward to seeing the guys run out just straight burgundy boys, um, bleeding burgundy, uh, everybody in the crowd, you know, just able to see that. I think it's a nice visual statement. Um, so I'm a big fan of trying that out. And, you know, if you don't like it, it's only this year and next year, and then it'll be another new kit. So uh, for the home kit. Um, but that's it for the actual design of the thing. Uh, and then what I think is very, very cool about the Colorado Rapids and their kit releases over the last few years is that it's about more than just the Jersey. It's about more than the fabric. It's more than just the threads, um, that, that the guys are wearing that we're wearing. Um, this year, the partnership with the club, um, with the club kit release is really based on greater access to soccer through a partnership with Colorado soccer foundation. Um, there's going to be after school programs, um, tournaments and league play. Uh, there's going to be training for new coaches, free pickup play this summer. The cool thing about this is that it's in direct response to an 8% drop that, uh, research has shown, for children in the U.S. between ages 6 and 12 um, and playing team sports. So little kids are not enjoying team sports like we did. Um, that number continues to decline um, for a lot of different reasons. 
um, in the research that they've done. Some of it is cost, obviously. There's transportation. There's uh, access in the in the form of just not having the fields available um, and locations to offer uh, team play for kids. So this partnership is putting um, both money, um, personnel, um, and action into this initiative um, through those things I mentioned. Um, through Adams 12, there will be after-school programs. Um, in addition to those after-school programs, there's going to be tournaments. There's going to be kids' leagues. There's going to be um, rec and pickup leagues, um, not just for kids. This is the cool part. Not just for kids, but also um, for adults through Colorado Soccer Foundation. Let's go. Um, the added bonus to that being free pickup for adults is that um, this summer... Um, at the, at the park, um, and also in Aurora, there's going to be free pickup play for adults, um, there at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. Um, so, you know, watch the game and then find out when, uh, these games are, are being played and then, you know, throw on your own gear, uh, grab a ball and, and we can go play. Um, and I think that's super cool. So, uh, Again, just the fact that the club is putting something into the community and not just putting out a shirt um, to sell, to me, is very, very cool. Some clubs do it. It's not very many. Um, and I think Colorado Rapids do it better than most, uh, if not everyone in the league. Um, it's truly something I think we can be proud of. Um, some people don't like all these stories and messages behind the kits. I think that's insane. Uh, I, I think when you can use anything to help the community uh, around the club, that's a very, very cool thing. It's um, well done, right? Like it's something that you it com it's a community kit. Like what the team represents is usually community. You're yeah. trying to represent everybody around Colorado with the kit, with the jersey, whatever you want to call it in any state. So having that connection just brings everybody more together at the end of the day. Totally agree. I'm in the boat of I'm tired of all the stories of all the kids. Uh, understandable. I, Mitch a, hates children. Well, no, no, no. I love the messages <laughs> behind the kids. I hate the whole, here's why we did uh, this. Yeah, the marketing and here's messages. why we did this. I'm like, can't a team just be like, yo, we put some flames and a dragon and it looks super tight. <laughs> but this, the thing that's what I want. I just wanted to be like, this looks cool. That's why we did it. You you that's like it. the community <sighs> initiatives behind it, Correct. but it's the marketing Oh, it's BS. so annoying. But it, it's it, also annoying. Is, was there a marketing BS that rose to the top for you? Yes, that was going to be England mine as well. Stupid tea party kit. <laughs> these d these dots represent the splashing of the boxes into the harbor or whatever dumb thing. Is, my, is is my thing is even if you if you do something like that, you just go, "Oh, this looks dope." That's why we did it. Yeah, people are going to be like, "So you guys aren't even paying attention to what you're doing." There's always going to be somebody that's going to complain no matter what. Well, that's my whole thing behind that. Not everyone's a ball knower, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> but. I love the message. That's two years in a row. I think they've nailed the connection, community aspect, like the the reasons behind yeah, it. Yeah, the platform for the jersey has been a has totally. been a home they've run. They've nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. I'm not trying to hate on that. I just would be cool if someone was like, "No, I'm with you." Those marketing statements and those copywriters like, are working yeah. hard to way, come up with that way BS. Way too hard. Yeah, way <laughs> too hard for me. I just yes, Kevin says I want the Flavor Town Guy Fieri kit. You're right. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> I think that's awesome. <laughs> Olive in York, if you're watching. Let's go. <laughs> Send Mitch it is to your guy. There's a really dark way to connect the flames to Colorado, but I won't do it. No, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we're going to take a quick, short break. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're back. Oh, man. That was a great break. I feel refreshed. Me too. Welcome back to DMVR Rapids. Mitch, Yaya, Dwayne. We're hanging out. <laughs> we're having a good time. I'm having a great time. Dwayne just threw knowledge all over this podcast about this kit. It looks good. It does. It's a good game. It's it's simple. Like it's it's not going to win any awards uh, for design, but it just looks good. Like it's an again, home kits are hard to do, and this is you know simple. It connects again with a fan created thing with the checkered flag, and I think that's cool. They brought the blue back. Some people are saying wish there was more blue in there. I don't disagree. I like the blue in there too. You know what? It didn't even make the the opening day cartoon thing that they put out, that the MLS puts out. It was Chris Armis in a scarf and Zach Steffen in a blue kit, which I don't think he even is going to wear this year. Yeah. I mean, right? he has a black one and a green one, I think. Yeah, they never defense, had the blue. Oh, yeah, they did have yeah. a blue in one. In defense, like, the illustrator who drew that has probably been working on that illustration for a bit. Sure. And so but they, they probably, the other new ones in they there, probably so. finished it off before. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Come on. Just throw it up there. Um, okay. There are people throwing out their favorite kicks, kits. Let's do that real quick before we get into our Western Conference predictions. Favorite new kit, non-Rapids edition. Go. Ooh, gosh. Um, I'll go man. first since you have yeah, to think about ahead. it. Seattle. I, I know it doesn't pair well. Seattle. It doesn't pair well with the shorts, but it's such a wearable kit. Like at just like with some jeans or some pants, like at the at the match around town. It's super classic. I love teams embracing classic looks. You look at like even Bayern went back, kind of more old school, two tone. Uh Union Berlin has like the white, orange, yellow only, kind of just super classic. A lot of the German teams. Um even United went super old school with the green, red, white stripes. There's a lot of retro looks. I just I think it's that's what soccer is to me. I love that look. Give me more of that. Always. That one that one for me personally is one of my least favorites. But I think it's one of the best yes. that have come out. Uh it's not my aesthetic. It reminds me too much of a shirt that Bert and Ernie would wear. Um I love that. But again, Bert that's very seventies, no early eighties. So uh <laughs> But it's um, yeah. I, I and I do think it looks good with the shorts. Uh, I, I think it looks good as the as a kit. What is that one? My favorite one. I'm gonna go with Juaner's the Vancouver one. It's good, classy, nice. I'm a big into like keep it simple. Keep it. Don't make it too complicated. I like that about that one. I also like the Austin FC one for that same reason that it's just simple. It's nice. I like the contrast in that yeah. uh, Austin one. Alternate what, alternate crest too. Exactly, and the one I absolutely hate with the passion <laughs> is the Minnesota one. It looks like one of those print ones oh, that God. you get from like the kiosk at a mall, and I just I don't like it. I don't know why people are so hyped about it. It's dumb. It's a dumb kid in my opinion. They basically I, have two space themed kits now. I uh, I don't like it. It's dumb. Like Austin it. is one of my favorite ones um, because as a kid in the 80s, I had a lot of shirts that the sleeves were color block and then the shirt was a different color. Uh, so there, there's a bit of nostalgia and retro. There's also a simple pattern. Like, remember our green kit from a couple years yeah, back? Yeah, incredible. How there was like a little, um, there's an embossed kind of pattern in there. Yeah, the topography. On there, I yeah. think that there is one like an armadillo pattern in mm -hmm. that in that austin kit, kit. Yeah. um and so you can't really see that but i think if you were to see that in person it would make that kit better um i am on the opposite side of minnesota uh it's so different from everything else that i kind of like it um you know i don't think there's space themes i think it's that you can see <laughs> the aurora borealis in minnesota and it's part of the it's part of their uh the experience of Minnesota, so I'm I'm fine with them. So they're gonna claim the whole universe because they have nothing else there. No, just the Aurora <laughs> That's Borealis. What they're gonna do. That's just here on Earth, not in the universe. It's in the universe. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's get into Western Conference predictions. Let's do it. You guys want to do that? Do what? Get into our Western <laughs> Conference predictions. Uh, we all played it so much safer this, than last year. There's one last, one last. This was in the Cody in the comments. I saw on a thing on Twitter 
This is in reference to Minnesota. I saw a thing on Twitter that they have a better Galaxy jersey than Galaxy. I like the Galaxy <laughs> one, though. That's, they brought the Sash hilarious. back, right? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. That sucks. I love the that sash That jersey kit. sucks. No, the sash kits Here's are Here's cool. the thing about a sash. You look like a prom king. A I like it. A sash is supposed to stand <laughs> out. That's why you wear a sash, is you're bringing attention to it. Somehow, Galaxy managed oh, to F up, F up a sash. Like, a sash is supposed to scream loud. It's supposed to have words on it. It's supposed to tell you, this means something. And they said, this means nothing. You can barely see it. Subtle Total sash. Sash fail. Sash crash. Sash crash. Yes. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's time. Just as a recap, last year, these two went second in the West for the Rapids. I went fourth. <laughs> Just had to remind everybody how awful that was. I think yeah. I went third. I don't think I went yeah, second. Yeah, and it was horrible regardless if they were at the last in the that, West. That yeah. vindicates me totally on my pick. Yeah. So I'll say everything is much. We are probably more hyped than the three of us as a collective group have ever been about the club, about the signings, about the players, about the culture being built in that locker room. But I promise you, we are far more measured in our takes. We have learned um, our lesson. We, we have learned our lesson. Have. Uh, all right. Alyssa, if you wouldn't mind pulling up the first set of predictions there. Oh, boy. It's me. Starting with Mitch. These guys think I'm crazy. I have Seattle winning the West. I have LAFC second. Dallas, Galaxy rounding out the top four. St. Louis was the hardest one for me to pick. I had them up and down and up and down. Have them in fifth. Uh, Houston in sixth, which these two, that's the one. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, de- it. we'll dive deeper. Rapids I have just out of the play-in and into the playoffs in seventh. Vancouver RSL as your play-in teams. Minnesota, Portland, SKC. I think all those three could have been in either one of those spots. And I put SKC at the last one because I hate them. And then (laughs) Austin, San Jose last. And I don't know. I think that's... uh, Yeah, we'll get into a a deep dive There's a couple picks there that I'm definitely, you know, thinking... Rethinking. Could have changed. Honestly, probably could have switched Houston and, and Vancouver. I'm not going to put RSL above Colorado. I refuse on principle. But we'll get into that. Okay, up next. <laughs> we got Dwayne, I think. Yep, I'm up next. Okay. Um, certainly seeing a pattern here on who's winning the West uh, with Seattle up top. I have FC Dallas, which is a hard pick for That's me because funny. I can't stand them. Oh, um, at can- number two. Uh, three LAFC, four Galaxy, at five St. Louis. Uh, also a hard pick this year for me. Um, at six I have Kansas City, seven Real Salt Lake, eight Vancouver, nine Colorado in that play-in spot, tenth Portland, then San Jose, Houston, Austin, and Minnesota fill out the bottom. Good you want to jump into yours? Yeah, and then we'll we'll kind of get we'll into it. We'll get into it, it a yeah. little bit more after this. Um, for mine, I went one Seattle, no surprise. We all have them winning. Two, I have Galaxy. I think a lot of moves. Three, Dallas. Four, SKC. Five, LAFC. Six, Rapids. I'm the highest out of the three of us, not by much, just by a pick, I think. Seven, RSL. Kind of same thing that Mitch said. I refuse to pick them <laughs> over the Rapids at any point. Over eight, my dead body. Yeah, literally. <laughs> eight, I have St. Louis. Uh, really hard to pick. Nine, Vancouver. Ten, I have San Jose. Eleven, Houston. Twelve, Portland. Thirteen, Austin. And fourteen, Minnesota. It was one of the harder predictions I've had to do this year because it feels like the West is so mid. It's, but it's so mid. It's also very competitive because they're also mid. I think there's like three or four good teams. And then the rest could be anything. I think from sixth to twelfth could all be separated by probably four points. Four to five points. Yeah, like it's, you know, it's you gonna go be through a this and you're like, okay, we all know Seattle, right? They ran it back and added some really exciting young talent to their attack there. Went down to South America, spent some cash. Brought in some guys on a team full of guys, right? So no doubt there. Um, LAFC and Dallas and Galaxy 
except for Yaya doesn't have LAFC in there. But I think those three are kind of that next tier to me. Why do you not think LAFC is in that next tier? My biggest thing with LAFC is that I think they lost a lot of talent. I, they could still change it, but I don't think they have enough to compete with people like Dallas or Seattle uh, or even uh, SKC, in my opinion. I still think they'll be really good because it's still LAFC. They still have pieces. They still mm-hmm. have Dennis Buanga, the mm-hmm. Golden Boot winner. And at the end of the day, I think it comes down to are they good enough to compete with some of these guys that are a little bit higher level than them? But it's also what's this team going to look like with a whole new direction? You don't have Carlos Vela. The one year you didn't have him, you missed the playoffs completely. Right. To be fair, it was also a very injured, riddled year for LAFC that year. But at the end of the day, it's still something that you got to consider. No Vela in there. You don't got the heart and soul of the team anymore. Mm-hmm. So it just makes it so hard for me to pick that team and think that they're going to be a juggernaut like they've been the last couple of years. I could easily, if, if I made, like if we all had one change to edit right now on spot, LAFC uh, switching with probably uh, maybe Kansas City on my list uh, would be that swap. I have LAFC out of at three, but I think that might be out of like comfort and mm-hmm. where I'm used to seeing LAFC, and I'm not sure they're there anymore. I think year. for me, if it's not going well for them in the summer, which to me that's not no lower than like fourth or fifth. Yeah, I can't see them like yeah, completely falling out. Tank out. They're just gonna spend the money and get a guy in the summer. Yeah, and they you still might. I mean? like, they will. They're yes. not. You know what I mean? Like even if you think they're down and they don't have Vela, they'll just get somebody else. No, and I agree with that. That's kind of where my head's at is assuming there's another move. Very few players come into the league and dominate immediately, True. in my opinion. We saw it with Dennis Blong, his first year with ILFC. He didn't do much. It took him another year for really him to get True. going. and get. Even if they spend the money, I think it's a little... They have to spend it right now and try to get right, somebody, right. which is a little late. Nobody's going to try to sell to you. Second of all, if you get them in the summer, it's going to take a little bit of adjustment. There's very few players that come in here and hit the ground running. Hit the ground running. And I just don't see anybody out there in the market that could actually do that for them. That's a really, that is a good point. They brought in Gareth Bale in the summer. Yeah. And then he has the most epic cup winning goal or cup saving goal. And that was about it, right? Like after that, he didn't do much leading up to that. He just won it for them. (laughs) But well, he got them to penalty. He got them to penalties, right? In the 127th minute or whatever. Um, so, you know, could they do something like that where they find enough, you know, their defense is still pretty consistent from last year. I mean, they lose Chiellini, I guess, but they, you know, they don't, they're not lacking dudes on that back line. Um, a big loss is also Kalina Costa, man. Huge. Huge, huge loss huge, for huge. them. Yep. Uh, I don't believe in, Til- in Tillman in that midfield. I don't think he's a good replacement for Acosta. I know they think he is, but he's not. I There's just so many question marks. Puig. Left to uh, Robert There is Lillard. so many outgoing You're right, exactly. man. LFC. Maybe I am too high on LFC. And, and that's, and that's big, what I'm saying. I probably am too. You know? yeah, yeah, and I was just kind of looking at the roster and kind of mm-hmm. what I was thinking about them, where they're at. And to me, that was just like the biggest thing to it. Yep. That they, I think they'll still be good, but there's still so many question marks on this team that they could fix immediately. They really could because it's LAFC. But at the end of the day, they haven't yet. So I'm just going based off what they have. For sure. I think that next batch you're kind of looking at. Any other thoughts on those guys? Dallas Galaxy, whoever. I think uh, Galaxy. Dust, Dustin uh, in the comment. I mean, since we're talking about the top, um, he's got Vancouver at a top three. Yeah. I don't think that's crazy. I do. That's the crazy. only thing that is iffy about Vancouver. One, I think they have the pieces and the strategy to to be a top team. The challenge for them is how inconsistent they are. You don't know what formation they're rolling out from week to week. <laughs> like right, it's just right. who knows what they're going to be doing next week after this week. Um, and I don't know if that's a problem for that squad. You know, last year we saw some inconsistency, even though it's a good team. Um, but I mean, if anybody could sneak up top, they could certainly be be one of those teams. Yeah, sure. and that's kind of. With Vancouver, my biggest thing They're is They're a uh, wild Vanny. card team. It's just Vanny, man. Vanny Sartini, I like him. I really do. He's a character. Yeah. But he's shown that he can either be on a hot streak or on a super cold streak. On how and he he'll coaches. change it immediately. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, he's one of those very hot and cold kind of coaches. Yeah. And I can't trust it for a full season for them to be in third, but yeah. I think they'll make the playoffs. And that's why I have him, I think, ninth in mine. 
because I think it you was have a eighth, team. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a it's a team that has a lot of potential, but it just comes down to their coaching. Yeah. Uh, love the Galaxy editions. Love the Dallas editions. Dallas kind of didn't lose much either, right? And they go and spend some money. Uh, Dwayne, uh. Dwayne, can I just give you? <laughs> you were so redeemed during that pod yesterday <laughs> with your hatred for Dallas. When Vinesy and, and Cole are like, well, we never really played Salt Lake. We hate Dallas. And I was like, oh, my God. God Dwayne bless is so him. excited. God bless, these, <laughs> God bless the youth. They are the future of, of our of our great nation. Uh, uh, then you move down to sort of the Colorado, <laughs> Vancouver, uh, SKC for you guys, RSL bracket. I still have Houston in there. And this is we can maybe get into this. Yeah, let's talk Houston. They've lost, obviously. Have had some major injuries. Yeah. But I think catastrophic. I think when you look at this West, I have their coaching up there with anybody. Mm-hmm. Ben Olsen. I sure. love the system they play. Now you lose the engine in Eche Eche for until like almost the playoffs. So that's tough. Don't love that. But they're another team that I don't think is scared to go get a guy to make an inner league trade or go find a guy, bring him in. Um, I just think that there's enough parts there and there's enough continuity that I didn't want to drop them out of the playoffs completely. I still respect what they have going too much. And maybe that's blind. Maybe that's just right off the injuries completely and they fall out. But last year that happened to SKC and they still finished. Granted, it was a play-in spot, but they won. Play-in you know spots, I mean? still and playoffs. They, and they went on a run and they beat, you know, they beat St. Louis and... Um, it just kind of makes sense to me that they're still going to be in that mix. And maybe I flip Vancouver and Houston in my mind ultimately, but I just can't see them dropping completely out like you guys have them. Tell the, me why I'm wrong. The one reason, again, I don't think you're wrong. I think you have, like, sound, sound logic. You're going based mm-hmm. off of what they did last year. Yeah. My biggest thing with them is I agree with you. They have great system. They have Ben Olsen, who's a great coach. But losing Nachiacha for a long time, losing Quinones for the rest of the, se- that for the one whole sucks. season. And then Seth Fer- uh, Ferreira. I think he might be out for the rest of the season. We haven't heard yet after last night's game. Yeah. Um, and then up front, you basically have Gabriel Segal and Daniel Rios and Achara. Like, tell me who you're trusting. You know what I mean? You're right. And then the other thing I also look at the midfield. You have Coco that can take up Herrera's spot and Archer. And you got Caicedo, who I think are really good players. But Coco, you saw him with Vera. When he didn't have Hector, he wasn't the greatest player. They didn't produce the same. So being out without uh, Hector for such a long time, it's going to hurt them. And I also think Coco's going to be gone in the summer. Uh, Coco has so much has so much hype around him right now, especially Nations League coming up. If he has another good showing, he could be going out there to a... Uh, wait, not Nations League, Gold Cup or whatever. It's coming up. He has another tournament. I know that for sure. I don't know <laughs> what it is. But I think Coco's just one good showing away from dipping to Europe. He already has a lot of offers out there. Yeah. He's a good player. And if you lose Coco and you don't have Hector and you're relying on Luis Caicedo and Archer to really just kind of take the reins of that midfield, I think it's going to really be hard yeah. for Houston to run that system they want because they're all ran through them. They run through how they were able to manipulate the midfield. Yeah. And at the end of the day, to me, I think it's going to be too many injuries at the beginning of the year for them to catch up at the summer, especially if they do end up losing Coco. It uh. just it seems like too much of a uphill battle. It's not that they're not good. They just no, have right. too much battling right now. No, you're right. I, I think the pieces that made them really good last year are unfortunately the ones that are injured. Um, to Mitch's yeah, to Mitch's point, man, some hope for Mitch is that last year Houston was not good until midway. Mm-hmm. Uh, they and then it they out. they figured it out. So they're dealing with injuries. They're going to have to figure out how to play without those players. Maybe they bring in somebody. And they repeat what they did last year. So um, to me, they feel a little wrecked, um, unfortunately, by these injuries. As Rapids fans, we know how devastating even just one or two injuries can be uh, to an entire season. Um, You know, but again, you know, to the to the hopefulness of, of Mitch's placement for them at six is that last year they weren't looking very good through the first half. They figured it out. Maybe, you know, Olsen is the guy who can figure out how to work with these injuries. He gets the support from the yeah. front office to bring in one or two pieces, and they're off and running again maybe around uh, the halfway mark um, and start to put together a strong enough run. Again, that middle section is going to be 
a bloodbath for the West, I think and they two, can get back in. You two know? to twelve, I think it's just kind of for grabs, in my opinion. Yep, I think it that really was a is. Based I mean, the West is crazy. Yeah, one I really want to hit real quick is uh, SK Fleet. I have them all the way in fourth. Uh, Dwayne has them in sixth, and Mitch has them in twelfth. Yeah, we're all over the place yeah, with this pig. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think anybody's <laughs> wrong. No, no. no. Uh, my <laughs> my favorite reasoning is Mitch's by far. Yeah, like just I hate them. Like that's my favorite. That's reasoning. A good, that's good reasoning. If you don't, again, I agree with they like screw SKC right. <laughs> but you saw how they finished the year you last did. year. They were good. They were good. They and look so in the good exactly. Year. They were like they were a fun team to watch as much as I hated. God. Johnny Russell was back healthy again. He's doing his thing. Alan Pulido killed it at the second half of the year. And then let's say things don't go well. You still have Willie Agada in the back. You have uh, Daniel Shalui. And then you added Memo Rodriguez, who might not be a starter, but it's a player that you that you can rely on for a few games. Yep. And then you look at their midfield, and they have Eric Tommy, the German juggernaut, who controlled that midfield in such a beautiful way. He has a little of that Jack Price to him, where he knows how to control the midfield really well. He's screaming <laughs> at guys. Biggest question mark for them is always going to be the the back line. And they had an addition by subtraction by getting rid of old man Susie. He's out of contract. You think he retired. <laughs> and I think that's a big piece for them on the defensive side. Dang. And now you have like Caden Pierre, who's a young dude who can really step in. And I think it's going to be one of those guys that takes the league by storm. I did want to watch Susie try and guard any of Harris Lewis, Georgie, <laughs> Cabral. Vines. Yeah, Vinesy. Uh, okay, Dwayne, you're the only one that doesn't have Colorado in the actual playoffs. Why do you hate the Rapids? I meant the play-in spot. Well, yeah. yeah, but we have them in the real playoffs. So okay, why well, do you I have hate them the in the Rapids? So much? I have them in the play-in, which is still playoffs. Uh, this is why. Um, <laughs> Colorado uh, was really bad at soccer last year. They were terrible. Um, we yeah. sitting at the bottom. Uh, the club to the club's absolute credit have brought in, um, some good players. Um, you know, not a bunch of projects, uh, distressed assets, like legit good players and Sammy vines, um, you know, Georgie, uh, uh, you know, Fernandez, like good players that are coming in. Stefan is an upgrade. Uh, so we've got players who have coming in that have, have made this squad, already better like the floor is much higher just because of the roster rebuilding that that the front office has been doing so that's what brings them up from the bottom for me at first in the offseason i was like hell yes like colorado's crushing everybody in the offseason and then what we saw at the very end of the offseason is all of these teams that were pretty good to really good also made some moves. So yeah. these were teams that were already solid that made one or two moves that not only kept them at a solid to above average to make them even a little bit better. So we made the right moves. We made a lot of good moves. Um, this squad is going to be better, not just on paper, but on the pitch too. Um, they're going to move up in the rankings they're going to be harder to play they're going to score more goals uh, the competition that they will be going against you know as far as putting points uh, and moving up the table is also still good um and also made uh, some moves to improve their squads uh, especially at the end of the offseason so that's why i didn't like throw them up like into the mix of fighting for a top playoff spot um, I still think that they, this is a squad that's going to have to fight for every inch to get into the playoffs because the talent in the West is all like we've been talking about from, you know, for me, like four through 12, I don't think there's going to be a, you know, a ton of points separating them. I think there's going to be a lot of movement in that middle group. Yeah. They're going to have to fight for every inch. Yeah. I love that about the Colorado Rapids situation because this is going to be something to prove FC. It's going to be a team where they're going to have to get pissed. They're going to have to get angry. They're going to have to show that dog and they're going to have to fight for every point that they get. And to me, that is a fun season of soccer to watch. Um, so it's, it's, it's no, no slight good. to put them that's down good. there. It's just that 
the rest of the West has also made moves. No, you're the, a rapid tater. No. That's okay. And that, and again, <laughs> to kind of Dwayne's point. <laughs> totally. To, to Dwayne's point, man, it's like two through nine last year will separate it by nine <laughs> points. Two to two through nine will separate through nine for uh, by uh, nine points. That's the same. That's a three game swing that can yes. go either way for either team, and that's incredibly difficult to predict totally. in a year. Mm. Um, and I kind of agree with Dwayne a little bit. That's why I don't have them like having a home playoff game. Because I think they're going to start off really slow. I think there's so many new pieces to this. First five games is rough, man. And not just that. Like, the new pieces to me is, like, so much bigger than anything. You're having all these guys uh, come in. You have, what, five, six new starters, brand new head coach, brand new system, brand new kids. So, like, there's all these things that you got to take into account for them to mesh together. They're doing great in preseason. Yeah, that's great. We saw it last year, too. They did great in preseason. Then completely laid an egg as soon as they got into the, the season. And at any point, anything can switch. I see a little bit of a Houston arc like last year where they kind of struggled, new coach, some new key players, and then they just kind of hit their stride and kept going. Yeah. And that's why I think the Rapids are like such a hard one to predict this year with everything kind of coming in together, brand new everything. At the end of the day, it just comes down to can they capitalize when it counts and can they move up the board? And a lot of these picks, I think, are going to come down to decision day. And that's something we've been talking about. Right. That it's going yep. it, to be like such a close little pot of like five six teams that with what a loss a win or a draw you're going to move up either three spots or you might be out of the playoffs altogether yeah no you're right you're right it is it's a chaotic west it's a chaotic west you know these west teams are going to make some moves one well I'll, I'll make my point on the other side of this very short break all right we're back welcome back to dnvr rapids Dwayne Yaya Mitch here. Again, refreshed, man. I feel so Thank much you better. for that break. I feel so much better. I feel like a brand new me. <laughs> you look great. I don't. Um, and, me, and I mean, Yaya, you definitely have your eye on more of the, the league at large than probably me and Dwayne do. To me, there was kind of two different ways to go to this offseason with a lot of teams in Colorado, and I think I guess I would maybe put Galaxy in with here, is... They may not have spent as much as everyone did on their top guy, mm-hmm. but they went and got a bunch of guys. Exactly. Right? And there was, or you're like Dallas, uh, Chicago. Um, I'm blanking now that I have to think about this point a little more <laughs> than I thought I was going to, but, or there's guys that go and spend 10, 12 million on one guy. On I mean, Minnesota did it the last year with Pookie, yeah. right? Right. And, and that's the whole thing with this, man. You kind of have to keep an eye out. How they're building their whole squad, not right. the players they just brought in. Um, I think Gabriel Peck is going to fit that system perfectly. I they still see, you still got to see it. How like I said, there's play, there it takes time to mesh as a team. You need the chemistry. You need to get to that point. But with that Galaxy, you already have a you already have such a big building block mm-hmm. in Puig, which makes everybody around you two times better. And then you bring a guy of Cabral Peck's level into that squad. I love this It helps team. him out so much. Like, it just, it, it helps out, right? Like, yep. at the end of the day, like, that's what you need in LA, in LA, in an LA Galaxy squad. You didn't need the same thing in the Rapids. And that's why I think Galaxy's going to hit their stride a lot quicker than some of these teams. And that, that's the same re- reason I think Minnesota's going to hit the bottom. Yep. I think Minnesota has it. a lot of talent, but they just don't have, they barely got a coach <laughs> the week before they start their season. Yeah. I like their coaching hire. It's a good coaching hire. I'm not against it, but it's also. <laughs> do you? I do. Yeah, a man you guy. Of course you do. Get that set piece trash out of my club and um, give it to Minnesota. I just, I don't think Minnesota has, I think the Minnesota is going to look bad while being bad. Yeah. Like it, I, agree. I, I just I think they're the they're worst. They're gonna play the most boring brand of soccer. Exactly. The and then you have Austin, who reminds me of the 2021 Rapids so much. When they had they were at top of the West, just like Austin was. The next year they kind of dwindled down uh, out of the playoffs. They were close, and then this year I think they're just gonna hit the bottom. Yeah, they brought back the 2022 Rapids attack. Literally. That's insane. They, they didn't make enough. They didn't. Insane. They didn't do anything in the offseason. I mean, they got our guy, you know, and Diego Rubio, of- but like. Their team, like they didn't. You gotta make moves when your team is sliding, and they just didn't. Rigoni has proved it that he's not the guy in the wing. Yeah, yeah. Drusy is like the one piece I love. Oh, well, you have uh, Alex Ring and Wolf in that back. That's I think very competitive. I like it a lot. But then you do a lot of bargain moves like the Rapids did last year. Yeah. A lot of guys from second divisions in Brazil and guys yeah. like that. You're like, I'm gonna hit on this guy because I know I got it like that. And you hope you do, but and, and probably but really we know how that turns on. out more, more times and than not. Doesn't that remind you of the Rapids of last year? Totally. And that's where I'm like, I just think they're gonna hit the bottom and it's not gonna be what we think it's gonna be. But I 
I still think the Rapids are in a better spot than most of the teams in the West. All right. If you want to know more about the end of the list of who we don't like in the playoffs, maybe we get into that next week, or if you have questions, hit us up on Twitter or whatever. But we only got a few minutes left, and we haven't even mentioned the game this weekend. We have a game. We truly do. Look, we know there's several watch parties going on in town. We'll be here watching the game. So if you want to come hang with us at the bar, come hang up, come yeah. hang with us, watch the game. We'll be doing a live post game here afterwards. If you're a small group, um, intimate watch along person, yeah, then uh, swing by. But I totally get it. Celtics going to be lit. Yep. I know there's a few others. The Rapids are doing theirs at yeah. uh, thirty number thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. I get it. If you want to go to those, by all means. Yeah, it's going to be it'll fun be a there little too. more popping. There's a I know there's Buffs and Rams and Avs going on or maybe not abs i don't know there's there's a lot of games going on so bar will be full it won't be all rapids but we'll be here watching the game if you want to come hang out with us yeah yeah what are you looking for in this game um the team is the guys yesterday pumped the brakes a little bit georgie has pumped the brakes saying it's a tough start we have a lot to learn don't expect us to hit the ground running but i say f that i want them to hit the ground running and beat the crap out of portland this weekend <laughs> i do too man in portland's in, the, in portland's a little bit in a turmoil they have a lot yeah. of talent that's why i have them in the bottom of the west they have evander they have mosquera they have mcgraw they have moreno they got Crepo as their goalkeeper they've improved uh unfortunately their coach phil neville's not the guy to bring it all together i think terrible that's hire. phil neville noise but right it's there. also you're playing at 8 30 in portland Cold weather. It's not going to be a fun game, even for mm -hmm. the Rapids, after being in Orlando and Mexico with this beautiful, gorgeous weather. What I'm going to look for the most is how does this transition attack mesh immediately? Right. We know the defense. It's very stable. We know that they have chemistry because most of the stars are back from last year, except for Sammy Vines. But he played his transition style under Frazier a couple years ago, mm -hmm. so he gets it. The biggest issue when you're looking at this is how is the attack going to mesh? How is Cole going to look? And can Omir and Mihalovic get the ball out to uh, Navarro so he can score the goals that we need? That's going to be the biggest thing. I think it's more, uh, the game on Saturday is going to be more about process than result. Yeah. And I think we got to keep that in mind for at least the first five games. Salt Lake is in those first five games. I hate to say it, but I think process is way more important in the first five games than anything else. Except for the Salt Lake result. Again, I, I want to win so bad, but I think <laughs> no, draws, I think you're right. I think you're right. Draws all five games. I love five Mitch's analysis today. Is just hate based on hate. He took a little for bit it. of the yah yah. I'm here for it. I'm here I, for it. I hate a few teams, and <laughs> they're gonna know about it. Uh, I'm not gonna be quiet. Love um, it. Love it. If there's a guy in this game on the Rapids that you think maybe you should spend the most time paying attention to, you think might be the X factor. Dwayne, who do you have in that? Um, it's, whew. I mean, it's got to be Mihalovic, right? That's exactly you know, what I was like going to say. Yep. Everything, I'm not saying everything lies on his shoulders, but uh, to his own detriment, like he's been vocal about what he expects from himself mm -hmm. uh, and his role in the club, as well as other folks in the club. So I think uh, he... He is. He has the potential to be man of the match if he can get the ball to Navajo or, or anybody else who's up front. If Navajo's pulling the center backs back, then, you know, and Fernandez or, or Cole or somebody can sneak in, uh, you know, whatever role uh, that that link up between those two are playing, um, that's going to be key. Um, I think Connor Ronan's service into Georgie will also be kind of a uh, undercover, um, very needed piece that we'll see Saturday as well. For sure. Yeah, you know, you said, you know, yesterday Cole was, you know, we asked him, has it been tough to learn in the new system? Is it, you know, how is it going, learning it, getting the ins and outs? And he says it's natural because the default is go. Right? Yeah. There's no, the default is not fall back, defend, figure it out later. It's go, go. If you make mistakes, that's fine. We'll figure it out, right? But it's attack, attack, attack. So I want to see Cole in that mindset. Can he start the season the way he finished last season? Could you imagine a nice goal like that Columbus goal he had? Just a, you know, just something beautiful. Mm -hmm. Get the season started right. Get Rafa a goal, maybe. He predicted 10 Rafa goals sitting right here yesterday. So um, 
you know, it's 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 going to be a tough start. It's going to be a tough start, right? You come home to Nashville, right? Who underperformed last year, probably wants to start off the season strong. Yeah. You have RSL on the road. You know, you have, I think, three of the first four away. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But this is the time to catch Portland, right? Vander wants out. He just talked about it again, how he wanted to be in Brazil and not in Portland. Um, Most of us do. Neville is garbage. He's going to play very opinion. safe. They're going to play it safe. Crapo, eh, yeah, I don't know. Still a top-tier goalkeeper, that's, in my opinion. That's top a, 10. Bottom of the top 10. Yeah, but, but still, still they, they were at the bottom of the league, among the bottom of sure. the league in goal last year. It's a huge improvement to what they had. Even, sure. if, even if you don't like He's him, the floor has been raised get, for them. It, he could fall off. We're sure. now in that time frame where maybe he still is a top-10 guy for two, three years. Maybe this is the year we see it go, right? Maybe it's not enough to just have him back there anymore. Maybe you need those reinforcements on their back line. They lost some mainstays. When they've got Miller back there, too. Even if those mainstays weren't great yeah. in Chara, right? He's he was a still leader. a Portland yeah. guy, right? He's a leader, dude, he which was is what a, you need uh, for, for the, the badge. Portland guy. Mm -hmm. And so you lose guys like that. You have guys who are your most talented wanting out. I just don't see them coming out hot. And I see Colorado... With the vibes they're on, with the culture we're seeing built there through Chris Armis, it's tough to say that, like, I mean, they're plus 370. That seems crazy to me. Almost 4-1 to one to go in there and win on the money line is crazy to me. That is a pretty insane bet. I Again, I think this, this match is pretty 50-50. Yeah. That's why if I'm going to go with any prediction, it's going to be 1-1 one, one or sure. a 2-2 two, two kind of game. I think there'll be goals, but I don't think they're going to, I don't think either team's going to have the upper hand in this one. All right, guys. How we ended every every game week prediction? Man, we're back to predictions. Already. Final score, Love it. goal scorers. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of started yours, so. So I'm gonna go with the. Let's say one one draw. Okay. Uh, I think the Rapids go up early. I think they let a leg go in. Sure. Um, and I think the goal scorer is gonna be Navarro. There we go. Love that. Downtown. I'm gonna pick crazy because it's crazy season. Crazy season. <laughs> And we don't know yet. Spicy uh, season. I'm gonna go three two rapids. Um goal scores. Uh you guys know I wanna see Navajo score. So I'm gonna say how about this? I'm gonna say Navajo with a brace and uh and then we see a late sub and then Calvin Harris comes in for a third. Final score? Three two rapids. There we go. I love it. Uh, I'm kind of on the yaya train, um, but I see the goal scoring continuing. So I'm going to say two two, and I'm going to say Cole gets one, and I'm going to say that Maxu gets one on a set piece. Ooh, I thought you were going to go Jaylu. No, I'm getting, I just no, felt Jaylu vibes from you. Even. Last year's set pieces were just so bad. Yes. And it's not, and I just don't see them, I see them regressing up. Maybe not better, but I bet you Sharpie has something drawn up that is like, we're getting a freaking call off of these set pieces. It's regression game. to the medium, yeah, right? Has to be. Yeah. Has to be. Uh, guys, that's going to do it. How are you guys feeling? You guys excited for Saturday or what? Man, it came too quickly. Too quickly. Too quick. I love soccer. It just. Hey, you got. You Ooh. did get a nice weekend off. Not me. I'm ready, dude. I can't wait to see what we look like. I'm ready. Give me soccer. Yeah. Are you guys I'm gonna watch for it. Fake Salt Lake get destroyed by Messi tonight? Uh, I don't know. It depends on what it looks like. Uh, these are two teams that I don't give a crap about. Fair enough. So, uh, I just to me this is the least interesting opening night. Uh, of soccer for me i can't stand salt lake uh and i'm uh tired of messy already so wow there you, you go i'll watch because there's my hype for i want I, I love messy and if messy can destroy rsl i'll take it like i love messy yeah I'm a messy i, guy, I so. hope it's a hundred to nothing yeah miami so i'll watch just for the <laughs> value of rsl getting completely nailed on the first day of the mls yeah I'm so excited to have you guys back. Dwayne bringing down kits. <laughs> Yaya knowing everything about the West, all the players, all the coaches, all the systems. We're back, baby. 
We are, we are back. back. Be ready for a post game lounge on Saturday. We'll be right here. Uh, Come then, join us if you want. And then, I mean, and then it's it's back in the flow of it. I really cannot believe that it's time. Um, make sh- uh, do you want to plug us out here? Uh, follow us on the anime underscore rapids. We really appreciate it. If you go on there, give this video a like, give us a review wherever you hear this podcast, whether it be Apple, Spotify, doesn't matter. We appreciate it all. Um, and just tell a friend if they're pit curious that there's a pit cast out there for them. The best pit cast. That they can just talk rapids. So come out here and just hear us talk. All A bunch of guys just talking ball. Dwayner, anything else to add to that? If you got nowhere to go this weekend, come hang out with us. If yeah, big groups fun. are not your thing, come hang out with us. We're going to keep it chill. We're going to watch the game. We're going to break it down while we're watching it. and uh, And then we'll come upstairs and... Break it down for real on the post game. God, I'm excited. Um, become a diehard, thednvr.com. You get free merch. Then you get discounts after that. Then you get a discount at the bar for a watch party. Then you get discounts on events like takeovers and, and trips and all those fun stuff that DNVR likes to put together. You can be a part of it for, I think it's only like, what, six bucks a month or something like that when you average it out. Pretty yeah. good deal to support local journalism. So make sure you do that. More important. Then all of that, for the first time this season, baby. It is time. Up the pits.